32 days, 18 castaways, three co-hosts, and one podcast. This is Stranded in Two Motus, and I'm your host, Pootie. We're joined by three co-hosts and alumni of Stranded. LaVita, winner of Isolated 4, who originally played in Stranded for Victory, season 36. I'm also representing all of Danny's takes this episode, podcast. Yeah, so you're just going to jinx everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Joaquin, winner of All Stranded, who originally played in Stranded in Indonesia, season 27. Hi, Pootie. I'm cooking dinner. And Nofo, winner of Stranded for Revenge. Yeah. Nofo, host of Isolated, who originally played in Stranded in Venezuela, season 19. Hi, everybody. And today we're going to recap the past four episodes since the second swap of Stranded in Tuamotus. And we're going to preview what's going to happen next. So let's dive in. The tribes have just swapped. I think a very even swap. I think it's been very interesting. I really thought new Tepoto would lose most of the challenges, but they have since won every single challenge. So uh, it's looking rough for Pukaroa. Yeah, it's kind of been a steamroll in tribal challenges. So on Pukaroa, they do lose the first challenge, of course. And we have the newbie group of Reynolds, Sherry, and Matt, who then gets joined by Stephanie with two N's. They start looking at Jed as the possible target, with Elizabeth trying to get War Dog as the target. I feel, I mean, we're going to see, we saw Stephanie go, we're going to see Jed and War Dog go pretty shortly. I think, you know, it's interesting that that alliance on the veteran tribe just got destroyed with Hannah, Jed, and Stephanie going back to back to back. I would not have predicted that. I don't know about you guys. Um, I don't know that I agree with you, but I, I'd never saw them working out. They're just, I don't even know what it is. I think it's just the combination of Hannah and Jed. I didn't see that panning out at all. Yeah. I mean, we mentioned it. They're too volatile to have all stayed together in long term. I just thought it was interesting. That they all went pretty much back to back. Pukaroa ends up going to tribal council. The targets are every time Pukaroa has gone to tribal, it's been mass chaos. But at this one, it, the targets were like Jed, Allie, Stephanie with two ends, War Dog. Ultimately, it falls on Laura, I think, as the safest boot. Yeah, she was just too nice. Yeah, yeah, nobody was protecting Laura. Everybody else had somebody say, no, 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 I don't want that person out. Or we have to make sure to put it on somebody else. So Laura was kind of the only one everybody could agree with and not feel too bad about it. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, I think Laura, she was a little too passive here. You know, I think she was just getting going on Tepoto after losing and getting him with Hope. But I think being separated from Hope really hurt her here. I think if those two had ended up together on a swap, it might have been different. But I think in this scenario, it was like she was the easiest to get rid of of everyone. Yeah, the newbie alliance that's kind of controlling things over there. They were very big on they wanted Liz to feel like she was making the decision and to make her feel like she was in control. And so I think like, yeah, that we'll get to that. But (laughs) but that was kind of the thing was they wanted to make the dialogue feel like it was going to land on someone she wanted. And I think that was someone she was willing to give up. This is also when Tepoto begins to target Ty, where, you know, that's like their obvious boot. Um, But I think it became so obvious and they had won so many challenges that after a while, that target starts to turn. And Ty has become very quickly uh, the newest stranded cockroach because it seems impossible to kill the bastard. I mean, (laughs) either 
ekes out a vote or gets in with the right person at the just the right time. He always kind of gets himself in hot water by being pretty aggressive strategically. But for whatever reason, he never goes home. I think that's very easy to say when he hasn't had to go to tribal recently. Well, that's true. But I also don't think he would have gone home if he did go to tribal. That's it might be a controversial take. I think, you know, earlier. I think it depends on which tribal. Yeah, because I know I don't think this is this round. Maybe it was where, you know, they had to do the challenge. And of course, everybody waited. It was the Super Bowl Sunday. So we we had a non live challenge over the weekend as a way for them to not have to compete during the Super Bowl. And of course, they all waited last minute so that they were all competing during the Super Bowl. Uh, it turns out, you know, predictably, a lot of Tepoto, they waited till the very last minute and a lot of people didn't show up that were supposed to compete. And of course, I have to give major props to Jessica here, as well as being pretty good strategically overall on this tribe. She she had just like driven uh, 11 hours to her. I think her grandfather died. Um I don't think he has yet. Oh, he hasn't passed yet. Okay. Um, But she was going to visit then. And so, you know, she's like running on, you know, 33 hours of being awake and half the tribe isn't show up because they're all watching the Super Bowl instead of like planning ahead and doing the fucking challenge. So Rocker just ghosts and it, it pissed me off because he was like, it's not worth doing the challenge to save Ty, which I really thought was like, you know, who says Ty's going to go number one and number two to like say that to abandon a challenge was was really arrogant. And I think it it pissed off people enough to where I think if they had gone to tribal council, I really think Rocker would have been in a lot of trouble because he wasn't there, number one. But number two, he was so obvious about like leaving and not want like if he had just shut the fuck up and left, that probably would have been a lot better than sticking around and saying, hey, let's just not do the challenge because we're getting rid of Ty anyway, you know? Yeah, it definitely uh, left a sour impression on a lot of people for sure. Especially since they nearly didn't get the challenge done. Yeah, I mean, they, they they did it and they did it on the first shot and they like demolished the other drive. But it was close. Like they had, you know, 20 minutes left to do the challenge. So it was really at a point I thought they were just not going to do it. And so we were pretty pissed about that. But luckily, uh, Tepoto did win. So that wasn't an issue. We end up with Laura ends up getting the vote here. Sad to say. Then uh, the next tribal, we have another. It, things get really shifty on that tribe because with Laura gone, there's no longer like an easy target. So it becomes the newbies plus Stephanie with two ends versus Elizabeth, Jed, and kind of that old power alliance from the original Tepoto. Well, I think what's important to set up to here is that Elizabeth is working real hard to get Jed in with Matt and Sherry, which I think is going to have a lot of repercussions down the road because Matt and Sherry are kind of end up playing this middle on the tribe between everybody and then they lose every single tribal so far. So there's some talk. This is when Reynolds starts trying to target Liz, I think. From what I remember, Reynolds starts to come together with Wardog, Wardog, that's, that's right. and Stephanie. Yeah, Reynolds gets in with Wardog, and those two. I mean, so much it happened. Was, yeah, it was basically, so Matt and Sherry were playing the middle. They had an alliance, although Jed didn't like Sherry. I think was a big problem. 
But in theory, Matt and Sherry were aligned with both Jed and Liz. And at the same time, this other deal with War Dog, Stephanie, and Reynolds. And they decide that they want to make a move on the Jed and Liz group. And I think they, they, they fuck up twice here. I guess they could have gone for Allie, but I think that would have been overpowering Liz and she wouldn't have been happy about that. I mean, she ends up unhappy no matter what. But if you're going to make a move and not tell Liz and she has the idol, like you have to make the move on her, I think. I think they thought that booting her would piss off Alexis. Um, Alexis doesn't tell anyone, but she later confesses that she was actually secretly rooting for Liz to get booted off because she thought that it was going to make too big of a target for her. But otherwise, you end up in the scenario that they're in right now where she knows she's going to go and she can then just bluff the idol all the way and you have crazy paranoia and all that. They were trying to avoid having her play the idol on Jed. It was a, There was so much going on. Basically, though, Missy... <laughs> Missy believes she's the reason Jed goes home this round because she tells Alexis to tell Liz to target Jed. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Yeah, and then she tells Matt about 10 minutes before Tribal, like, target Jed, and Matt's like, that's what we're doing. And Missy takes all credit for that master plan. She's a mastermind. Yeah, she's going to have a, a few rounds where she thinks she's controlling everyone, including people in the other tribe that she has zero influence over. But yeah, with like Liz and the idol and all that stuff, like I know that they knew that they wanted to use War Dog against Liz. They wanted to keep that rivalry in there, which is why they didn't want to target either War Dog or Liz. I think we all thought it was going to come down on Allie that vote. And then that's when they went for Jed instead. Yeah, well, they wanted to avoid Jed because Reynolds and Jed were partners. So they thought mm-hmm. Reynolds Reynold wouldn't go for it. And then Reynolds was like, I don't care. <laughs> let's, let's vote him out. So it ends up, you know, it ends up working out to where they, they do get rid of Jed. And I mean, Liz loses her shit, as does Jessica and Missy on the other tribe. <laughs> but there was a funny moment where Jessica is flipping her shit because Jed just left and Missy's sitting there like, bragging that it was her <laughs> and and jessica just goes what did you do <laughs> which i thought was great which i mean ultimately missy didn't do anything but i love that like her taking credit for it backfired hard with jessica <laughs> so jed ends up going home five to three liz and Allie get are left out of the vote so they're pissed and it gets back to liz in the next round that it gets kind of misconstrued and it comes around as if Missy is the reason that Jed went home because that's what that's what I think Alexis had told her. And then, you know, yeah, according the cross tribal communication. Yeah, it got super messy where, you know, there was a game of telephone going on and Missy's bragging about getting Jed out. So then Alexis is telling Elizabeth that it's Missy's fault. And then, you know, Elizabeth assumes that Matt is in on it because Matt is her is Missy's partner. So it, it's a big shit show. And basically, Elizabeth kind of loses her shit in a big way. And, you know, I think started blaming a lot of that on Missy when she didn't really have a whole lot to do with it. I think it's just, you know, it's one of those scenarios where Elizabeth and Jessica made the conscious decision to keep Missy around. And I think it's going to consistently bite them in the ass. Like they really should have gotten rid of her over Garrett. I know Garrett is a whole other mess, but I feel like that would have taken care of itself. Missy's someone who like 
directly affects their game. And I have a feeling for however long this continues, I think Missy might end up costing them the game or at least one of them. Definitely. So, you know, these two have to deal with all that bullshit. I think it got so in Elizabeth's head that Missy's working to fuck her over or whatever, that she totally burned all her bridges that she had built with the newbies because they turned on her when really, you know, uh, she gets into it with Sherry saying, you know, you guys fucked me and you were playing on this. And Sherry's like, I was trying not to do that. I targeted Jed specifically so that it wouldn't be you, you know, and, and I believe that that's true. I think that they wanted Liz to play the idol, mm-hmm. but I don't think that they actually wanted to not work with her. Yeah, that's that's not how you approach a situation like that afterwards. You have to just be like, oh, you guys got me good and then listen to them and be like, I'm not mad. I'm a little upset that I didn't know, but I'm like still interested in working with you guys long term. Like you, even if you hate them and want to get revenge on them, you have to pre- at least pretend to make nice. Yeah, you have to play the suck up. Totally. And Liz does not play a suck up. <laughs> no, I it, actually, I mean, I feel like she did a better job last season. I think it's just gotten to her this season that here we go again with Missy fucking up my game. You know, mm-hmm. I just think it I think the game started on the wrong foot with her. And I think it's just been kind of downhill from that negative starting point. Yeah, it's just, you know, I don't see it as negative, though. Like she she has been viewing it as negative. You know, she views like, OK, Missy's in the game. They're fucking with me when really it should have been like, OK, that's an easy boot, you know, <laughs> great. And then she, you know, she gets swapped to the other tribe. So that that's an opportunity to make friends with newbies. And you know, that was actually a really good thing for her game. And she did turn that around. But it's like she viewed that so negatively. Um, and then, of course, she loses like almost every challenge, uh, which isn't great. But I would consider her pretty safe overall. Not anymore through her their own doing. Um, but I think more to the point, I think it's just gotten, you know, now we're on season three of Liz. The first two times she got fucked over by vets, I think, you know, so this time she's wary of that. And I think it's just grating on her that like she keeps getting fucked over in her mind when the reality is she's not really she's she's doing really well. So, you know, I don't know, maybe I'd like her to pull this around. It might be it might actually end up being a good thing that she is a little paranoid and she is kind of playing from the bottom because I think sitting where she was, she was like primo target to get uh, blindsided. So, you know, maybe if she can kind of be more unlikable and uh, not have like connections to everyone in the game, that might actually be a little bit better for her. She's going to be able to bluff further than she would be able to otherwise make it with with that public idol. Because just at the beginning of the merge, the odds that out of, we'll bring the merge of 14, but like the odds that one person tips her off or finds it useful to keep her in the game a little longer, especially these people like Michael or like Sherry or Matt that want her as a shield in the game, the odds that they would tip her off are pretty high. So I think she's going to actually be able to skirt through the the early merge here unscathed. Yeah, I think, you know, had she had all of this not happened and she was still in a good standing with a lot of different people, I actually think that's really dangerous to go into a merge with. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost better to play from the bottom right at the start of the merge because more often than not, like the people at the top fall pretty hard at the start of the merge. So. You know, I don't hate this position for her. I do hate where her mind is. I think she's wearing down. I think it's kind of, it's been too long. And, and these guys are, all of these events are starting to build in her mind as like, I'm fucked. I'm wasting my time. You know, all, and that's a really dangerous place to be. Um, even if you do have a good position, because you're much more likely to give up when things get hard. Not that she has given up yet, but I worry about her. 
Yeah, I um I wanted to say this I mean, if you think about the number of tribals she's been through, this is the longest she's been in the game for sure. Just because she's been on the losing side of things almost every single time. And uh, even in Tanzania, she got blindsided pretty quickly into that swap. Yeah, she was playing okay in Tanzania, but like way too well, I think. And, you know, here she was starting to play too well again. And I actually think stumbling will help her a little bit. Another interesting thing, uh, Ty continues to be the target, but then we introduced the twist. We did it around before where you can buy individual immunity and you can give individual immunity to someone on the other tribe, but it's only good for that one round. I really thought, you know, Ty has by far and away the most coin in the game. I really thought he was going to buy immunity and Tepoto would go to tribal council. He's at, he's managed to luck out to the point where they win every time he doesn't buy <laughs> the immunity that he desperately needs, probably. And now... It's to the point where Missy's pissed enough people off. He may not go home if they end up going. Although, of course, she's just found an idol. So it, it's going to depend. They, the whole thing is very, it's very sticky. I don't I wouldn't even know what would happen if Tepoto would go to tribal council. We just know Ty's in trouble if they do. That being said, he has managed to eke it out every time uh, when he should definitely go home. So we'll see. He, this immunity run has really saved his ass. So I don't know. We'll see what happens tonight. Yeah, Danny is sick of Ty's cockroaching. Can they honestly, can they just cut them, cut him? I'm sick of seeing confessionals about wanting him out. Yeah, it's so bizarre, but almost like if he makes the merge, I think it's actually going to be very dangerous for him. The first couple councils, because he will be an easy consensus. And that's always bad for like the first couple merge votes. There's there's almost no reason for him to be targeted really anymore other than like this perception that was created on like the first tribe. I think it was mostly based out of like him calling out Jessica's alliance or something. And that alliance no longer exists because they all got voted out back to back to back. So like... Well, it's one of the things where now he's been targeted so much and he hasn't gone home. Now he actually is a threat because he's staying despite being targeted. So it's like one of those self-fulfilling prophecies. Almost. I mean, honestly, I don't I, I see him getting ignored in a merge situation. I think the main people who were looking at him like Jessica and Missy are have bigger fish to fry when they get to merge. They're going to be looking more at like each other at this point. Yeah, that's true. There's so many ways this could play out. It's also, you know, now we're down in numbers from vets to newbies. Newbies now have the numbers. So a lot of things will come into play, I think. We should just go over real quickly. Elizabeth ends up winning the individual immunity. She got it very cheap, I think. 35 coins. That's a good buy. And then, you know, they had some terrible gameplay from Pukaroa in this challenge. So a lot of people assumed she was throwing, which I would, I did too, especially when she pointed out that she didn't put the guy's last name. Like, uh, do you want to stick back the point? Because that's, yeah. we're, we're not doing that. They pick her to go first, I think, so she can just get it done and over with. And instead she like loses really badly the first round and she's not participating in the tribe chat and her entire tribe is like, what? She, she bit on the immunity and just said, okay, now I can fuck off. Yeah, uh, not a great look. A lot of funny things happen in that challenge. Yeah, Matt, honestly, is probably the worst competitor in that challenge. I know he's had some, like, Wi-Fi issues, and that's a challenge that you've got to be able to go quick on. In addition, I I just want to throw out, this is something interesting that's very different than how it was in Tanzania, was uh, in addition to offering the the coin immunity, uh, we also offered up the third idol clue, which traditionally stranded the third idol clue is kind of a gimme, for only 15 coins. So that's 20 coins fewer than it took to bid on immunity for one night. 
a much better investment and barely anybody is going for it this season, which I find surprising. Yeah. There's a couple of people that are like buying it and then sharing it with like one or two people. And I, like in total, there's five or six people idle hunting and that's it. Yeah, it's it's really bizarre. I don't understand it. I, you know, I guess they thought, you know, well, it's already been found or they're just being really cheap with their coins. I don't, I don't know. But it's kind of like, you know, in Stranded, the immunity idols are... I mean, that's what the coins are for, you know, uh, and I guess like on the show, that's not the case. So I can see where people might want to hold on to them. But if you got the chance for the immunity idol, you should probably take it. That's the best prize you'll get with Stranded Coin. So interestingly, that vote ends up getting split. It kind of breaks down again because the last council, they saved War Dog from going home. But then this time that alliance turns on War Dog, who stays loyal to them and votes for Allie while they all vote for him, which I thought was super dick. I'm not sure why they did that. I guess they thought Elizabeth would give Allie the idol. I don't, it was weird. Yeah, they were very worried Elizabeth would protect Allie with the idol so that both Allie and Elizabeth would be immune and one of them would end up sniped out. But for some reason, um, they don't try to call that bluff. Well, um, that's the thing. They have five votes so throw three on Allie and two on someone you know what i mean it, it's bizarre why wouldn't they throw two on yeah, one dog? well i don't agree with that because then if the the bluff is called and Allie goes home then war dog's pissed off and you get like the worst of both worlds but i agree you should just go for Allie there it's a it's like final 16 Allie is like pretty not irrelevant in like the grand scheme, but irrelevant socially in that tribe. She's pretty much an outcast. She's not going to waste the most powerful thing in the game on somebody like that at final 16. Like, and if she does, that's like a stupid move and you take your chances. Yeah. Right. Uh, according to Danny, like Allie did, Allie bluffed it and, and told people Liz was going to use the idol on her. But I don't know why as a player, if I'm looking at this situation and thinking, okay, we probably have one more round after this until a, a merge or a swap or something else happens. It's the end of the week coming up. Like Liz just bought immunity. She's obviously going to try to save the idol in case she needs it again. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would have just voted Allie there, probably. Not the best gameplay. I mean, they really sacrificed Wardog, who was probably, I mean, he was loyal to them. So I think especially someone like Reynolds, who Wardog was definitely going to be a very close ally to him. I think that might have been a, a goober. And then he also, on, on Wardog's way out, was like, Elizabeth, you're next. <laughs> so, what did he say? Oh, yeah, he said something like that. Like It was, Elizabeth, I hope you enjoyed your moment. You're next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Which is iconic. We love a uh, over-arrogant king hyped up after a tribal win. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so basically, right now, the game is all over the place. That Pukaroa tribe is in trouble. If they have to go to council again, I don't know what's going to happen. Now they're in a terrible position because they all know 14 is probably when a merge will happen. Um, and it is. So if... It ends up that Allie or Elizabeth get that individual immunity and Elizabeth has the public idol. They're going to be in trouble. Somebody's going to have to go. they're definitely both safe. Yep. Whereas if they had gotten rid of Allie last round and kept War Dog, Liz is kind of just on her own. Yeah. So I, I don't know what will happen. You know, it could be that Ty ends up buying individual immunity and it becomes a non, non-starter anyway. Or But you never know who Ty's going to give it to. So I think this round's very up in the air, just as every round of this post-swap has been. The post-swap has really kicked the game up in a new level. It makes me excited for the merge because I think, you know, we've been left with the best players out of the bunch uh, and some of the worst. 
but it's been a fun combo. Uh, so I think, you know, as we get into the merge, there's going to be some chaos going on uh, for sure. So I very much look forward to it. Uh, oh, yeah. Is there anything we missed? And there's some great live feed updates between Matt and Elizabeth after the uh, war dog vote because Liz was once again left out of the vote and very, very pissed. And so continuing to give us that good TV, as Danny would say in his notes that he gave to me. Sherry also found the uh, the Kukuroa idol in mm-hmm. a serious blunder in reading comprehension by most of that alliance. That last idol clue is basically gimme. Reynolds has at least a head start, an hour head start on that clue and goes nowhere. And then Sherry, he gives it to Sherry and she finds it in 30 seconds. <laughs> It's kind of frustrating that nobody else has gone for these idols and Missy was able to find an idol. That's number one. Of course, she found them last season, but her idol skills are not as sharp as they were last season for some reason. And so, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't think I don't think Missy would be my choice of finding an idol given um even the i do like clues. how she found it during the immunity challenge she said she had to sit out of though yeah wasn't she like yelling at rocker for not responding to her during that and like they were all doing oh, yeah it. also that yeah mm-hmm. yeah she's a she's a hot mess and i'm here enjoying every minute of it because it's it's like garrett but less creative <laughs> so, yeah, picture that and that's missing garrett well garrett has some self-awareness too i think not a lot but a little there's no self-awareness there she was just really like, she benefited from the only other person that bought the third clue was Michael, and he bought it the day after. So she had zero competition on the night of. But she, she, and there was, she had a confessional too where she was claiming she was like, I knew it was a bird. And then I was like, well, there's only like 10 birds on the Tuomoto Birders page. So, like, if that's what you thought it was, you just could have entered in all their names and gotten it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, she has caused every boot so far this season. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, if anything, her finding the idol now um, with Michael buying that third clue and sharing it with everybody, everybody knows the idol is gone. Yeah, they all because that third clue was obvious enough that they all know somebody has it. And Missy told Aurora. <laughs> Jessica confronted um, her, saying, uh, I, "Look, I know you have the idol. I try. I know what the password is, and you, it, it doesn't work. So you, clearly, you have it." Which I thought was like. I mean, if someone tells me that, I'm going to tell them where Missy to stick it. Missy denied it. Yeah, Missy denied it. I would it. have. You know, so she tells, Jessica kind of bluffs her. I, Jessica's actually been playing extremely well. The problem is she's starting to get caught up where everyone's comparing notes. Oh, that was Danny. She, she, she I'm going to, I'm going to let Novo take this over in a second because I know he has a lot of thoughts, but she has had, I will say she has had some good moments and she has also had some pretty brutal moments. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give I'll give Danny's quote on just two um, before Nofo goes in. Uh, I'm glad she's I'm playing hard. In. <laughs> yeah, he's being nice. <laughs> uh, I'm glad she's playing hard, but she really thinks she's the smartest one on that tribe, despite knowing Michael has been playing orgs for 18 years. Blindside will be epic. I know Nofo's not going to say anything bad, so I'll jump in. I think <laughs> it's not, you know, OK, I have to give Jess props because I gave her a high probability of going home first and she is likely making the merge and controlling most of that tribe, to be fair. So I have to give her a lot of kudos for that. She's playing much better than I expected. I'm very impressed by how she's playing. I think she's she's come a long way. That being said, it's the the arrogance that is really hard to root for. I think we've said that. So like, you know, when she talks about the org she's played or the moves she's made, it's like those are Discord orgs. Like those don't count. And now I think she's equating like I think she was surprised that Michael was 
like not 18. So it's like, man, you've really played too many Discord orgs because that's not who we cast. And these guys like have been running circles around the, the veterans, really. Yeah, so, Michael Michael had a, a moment with it reminded me of like it all stranded with me and AK where I had to be like, chill the fuck out, dude. Like you're skeeving everybody because she got super paranoid and at, at one point started targeting Alexis to Michael and Michael probably cares more about Alexis than he does with Jess. So she well, good she, on him for not just like shitting her away too. Cause I think I might have at that point. I'm like, Oh fuck this. You know, I think the problem is there's just very little self-awareness and that's the nicest way I can say that. I think she's hyped herself up in her mind and it's not reality. And I think it's going to be hard for her when that shoe drops and um, people start coming after her. Well, that's the thing is like the shoe is definitely going to drop. She's played very well, much better than I gave her credit for. But like the shoe is see- dropping. <laughs> yeah. Like I think she's definitely going to be an early merge boot. Let me put it that way. And I think she set herself up for that. Now, she should be proud of that. You know, I mean, all all fairness, she's controlled a lot of the game. She's played very hard, very well. She's had a lot of good calls, some bad calls. But, like, there's no no embarrassment in being an early marriage boot with some of the better players and um, characters. So, you know, I I just think she has a lot to learn. And I think she might think she has a perfect game going on. Not the case. I think she's proven what she what she had to prove. I think she's proven that she can, you know, play this game and be a strategic player. I think, you know, it's important to give her props while she's doing well. And she has been doing well up and she's she's guaranteed herself merge through her gameplay. I think Jessica's big weak point and the reason it's going to be blindside or downfall or however it's going to happen is that she doesn't understand how other players are playing. Right. Yeah. She has very little self-awareness and she doesn't have any idea how people see her. That can only come through, well, maturity, but over time, but also playing in a lot of games and knowing the signs. And, you know, it might be something that you just have to be born with, but that will cost her. Now, I think she's played well. And when she does end up getting the axe, which I think will probably happen around final 10, final 11, yeah, something like say, that. I was going to say between now and final 10. You know, then we can talk about where she fucked up because I'm sure she will in some epic way. But for right now, she's doing fine. She'll make the merge. She has good connections, but people are starting to be wary of her because she's over overplaying. Yeah, she's coming up a lot in people's confessionals. Yeah, but if you had told me, like, she's going to make the merge and be the, the leader of an alliance and drive a lot of the votes, I don't know if I would have believed you. So kudos to her for being able to pull that off, especially with, like, returning and experienced players here. So I do have to give credit where credit's due until it the shoe drops, which I do think will happen. So that's Jessica. Everyone else, like, I, I, I do have to say I've been less impressed with Matt after that challenge performance and also uh, the decision to boot Wardog. I thought that was a bad night for them, for that whole newbie alliance on that tribe, really. Shiri gets saved because she found the idol, but I don't know. I, I'm, I'm less impressed by them now that I've seen them under pressure. Yeah, I think they haven't made the best strategic decisions. In terms of like who's getting social flack for it after, I actually think Sherry is probably bearing the brunt of it, um, fairly or unfairly. I think Matt has been able to play into, to his credit, like the whole Missy thing. And he's been able to be like, oh yeah, little old me just had to listen to what my veteran partner told me to do, like kind of thing. And so, and that's been shockingly working very well. And 
people still, even the really good players think that they can control him. Yeah, I think it helps Matt get further in the game, but it's also losing him a lot of respect from other people. Like Michael even thinks Matt stands no chance of winning and they're on opposite tribes. Like, I don't know if he's going to get like people see him as Sherry's lapdog, which is funny because Sherry was trying to play under the radar and now has been pushed kind of in this uh, leader position, whether it's true or not. I think tonight we might see a little bit more from their strategy. I hope not. I'm hoping Tepoto finally goes, but uh, history yeah, repeats itself. That won't I really be want Tepoto to lose. <laughs> I know. It'll be, what's, the, what's the challenge tonight again? It's going to be, uh, they're going to have to find the difference between photos. Oh. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith. It'll be interesting. In that, especially, I, I know like a lot of the vets, because I, I watched the chat, they're like banking on tonight being Prisoner's Dilemma. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, which we're Jessica's not doing this also season. banking on a merge that has another public immunity idol auction. And I don't know why she thinks it's going to be exactly like last season, but they seem to think it's going to be exactly like last season. Which it will not be. All right. I think we, we should cut short since we're getting close to start time. But we will do a pre-merge podcast where we'll detail all the merge members. We'll find out after tonight. And we'll well, also... The, yeah, pre-jury hope, trip. Hopefully the pre-jury oh, will come through. That's where that's where Danny can give his takes for real because we don't have time for them all. Yeah, I'm hoping we can get <laughs> at least a majority of the pre-jury in the podcast because that was super fun last time. If, if we can get Brandon, Hannah, and Wardog on here, it's a win. <laughs> I think those those are safe bets. I feel like, you know, it might be harder to get, like, Jed and Stephanie together. <laughs> um, but, you know, we'll see. Maybe one of them. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to calm Steph down a little bit after she got voted out. She has no interest in liking the rest of this season. So, or at least yeah. at the time. So. I can't say that I blame her. I think, you know, a lot of the... It's been disappointing for a lot of the vets. I know that. It's hard. It's hard getting voted out earlier than in your comeback season, you know. But I think that's going to do it for us. So we look forward to what happens tonight and the merge. Pootie, out. Out.